officially live. Sorry about that bullshit. Welcome to the Ebb and Flow Podcast. You're looking at episode number three. And in this episode, we have a good friend of mine, a native of Chicago. He's been putting his heart and soul into his acting and his music career. But uh, he's taken a little bit of a break from acting and he's focused a lot more of the intention on the music. And uh, he goes by the name of... Please tell the people. Demi Truist. Demi Truist. Emphasis on the truest. And on the E instead of the U. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, for, thanks, for coming on the, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. I, uh, just for people that are tuning in now that haven't seen any of the other episodes, I started the Ebb and Flow podcast just to basically highlight some of my friends and colleagues and peers in uh, the area as well as across the nation who, whose art I really respect and whose craft I really respect because um, we need to support each other. And yeah, I mean, podcasts now are definitely the new form of entertainment. And I'm glad they are because they highlight the conversation instead of the appearance of things. Um, so this will be streamable on iTunes and SoundCloud and uh, YouTube and all that other goodness. Um, so for Demi, for people who don't know about you um, and have never heard your music, what would you say about your music? Like, um, let's just start with why do you make music and why do you, why do you kind of focus more attention on music than being on stage for acting? Um, I'll answer the first part of that first, which is like, why do I make music? I make music because music is something that is not forced for me. It's a skill that, you know, I was able to obtain very early, probably just from being an observer and going to church with my mom and you know, just listening to all the sounds around me that inspired me to, you know, to always, you know, love music. So it's always been a part of me. Were you in the choir? I was in the choir when I was young. Um, I begged my mom to let me be in the choir. Okay. Uh, and so she finally... Your mom didn't want you to be in the choir? I don't think it's that <laughs> she didn't want me to be in the choir. I just think... She, she didn't know how serious I was about it because we had to like also have, you know, outside rehearsals, you know. Were you connecting? Tuesday night, three, Thursday were, night or something. Were you connecting with like, I guess, the quality of their performance? Because in a lot of choirs, it's about having multiple levels of vocalization. And then when they come together, it creates a really powerful sound. So were you, would you say that you were attracted to the sound of music first or like what was being said? I was attracted to the sound of music first. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Anytime I think about like the first memory that I have that I have of music, I think about being in the church and being how how young I was, I think about how small I must have been. Right. And then I think about being in this big place with all these sounds that filled up the church. Yes. Um yeah. So okay. That's my memory. And so, are there are there any other people who do vocals in your family? Like, was it something, when you first got into music, were other people inspiring you to follow their footsteps, or did you just want to take the chance yourself? I definitely just started singing, I don't know, I, I, I think, I think my family is, is a, like, a, is a loud, rambunctious family, so, okay. like, 
we always have music at entertainment, you know, at, at, at like parties. You know, anytime, anytime we're entertaining somebody else, there will always be like a stereo system, music, probably like stepping happening. Right. Um, and I think that just sort of like seeped into me and everything that I am. And when I was younger, I used to be really annoying because I would mimic like a lot of the things that I would see. Okay. All the time, like that was that would be singing, like making fun of somebody when they're on the phone, like my mom or my aunt or something like that. So I just feel like I just sort of picked those things up, and yeah, I just started. You know, I, I just never stopped actually. So, I mean, we've been we've been friends for a while. I already know a lot about you. Um, you used to tap, right? Yes. That was prior prior to the choir or after the choir. Um, so it was in between. Like in between? Okay. It was, it was in between. I was, there was a time where, um, I, you know, I got into the world of like the arts okay. and what that meant. And, you know, you know, knowing that there's singing, acting and dancing and visual arts and things like that. I just wanted to like get my hands in everything. Gotcha. So, um, I was in tap for, for a few, like, like a, actually a decent amount of time, maybe like half the year when I was like 11. And uh, it just got to be like a little bit like financially taxing for my mom. And so I had to choose okay. between choir or tap. And I chose choir. Okay, okay. Uh, but then I was reintroduced to tap um, in high school and college. And so, then after college. So when did when did plays come into, come into play? No pun intended. Huh. Um... Uh, plays, uh, you know, honestly, I like the, the very first role I remember was, um, this church group that was called divine interpretation. And it was like led That's by cool. one of my, um, seventh and eighth grade choir directors, Miss Redmond. Okay. And so she would invite us out to, you know, take part in this musical thing that she had written and it would be like biblical stories attached to like famous gospel songs okay you know with like lighting and you know set design and costumes nice. and you know it was something that i didn't really take serious you know i just got up on stage and i remember like i had the most lines i had i don't even remember what my person's name was but i was like a servant and i had like this one lengthy little monologue and I did it and i remember them telling me like oh my god that's so that was so good that was so good and i just remember like <laughs> What nice. did I do? But what I was doing was I was having fun and I was playing and I wasn't putting too too many constraints on myself right. to be the best or whatever. I was just, you know, I was just taking the words on the page and just saying them, you know, authentically and honestly. Right. Um, right. And yeah, that's the first, that's when it started. And like, I, I remember like, I don't, I remember not knowing like, how I did what I did at that moment, but I remember right. it feeling good. Mm -hmm. And um, so I decided that when I went to high school, you know, if it ever came up, maybe I would check it out. Maybe I'd check it out, the, check out the theater scene and see what was up. And so you did a, you did a lot of plays in high school? Yeah, I did okay. a lot of plays and musicals in high school. Yes, how, how big were your parts? Were they pretty big? Uh, not at first, but like over time, yeah, they started getting bigger, you know, the, okay. the more time, that I put into the theater and like the more I put into the theater, like the, the more I got out of it because of you know, my, my director was like all about the hard work that was behind it, you know? Right. And so I auditioned, the first show I auditioned for was uh, diary of Anne Frank. 
which probably Jeez. did not have um, a lot of room for black people in it. If you're trying to tell, trying to tell the story like authentically, right? Um, but I auditioned anyway, and it was like a round. Did you audition for Anne Frank? No. No, no, I just, I just like did like a random. I think it was like the guy, whatever the boy's name is, in okay. Diary of Anne Frank that she meets and like has a crush on. Okay, that that guy. That would have stirred the pot. So, um, <laughs> actually, one of my best friends uh, today ended up getting the part, and that we ended up bonding from that. But oh that's, no. But um, uh, yeah, I auditioned for it, and I ended up not getting it. But then the. Uh, a lot of upperclassmen ended up encouraging me at that point, and they knew I was new, and they're like, "Hey, like that was a great audition. Like, you should audition for the musical. Like, we heard you can sing. Like, you nice. should do some other stuff, you know." So I, you know, I took that and I ran with it, and I just started auditioning for things, and um, I ended up doing uh, the the Scarecrow in The Wiz, and I think that was my first right. like breakout role in like my theater in high school. And, uh... Let me ask you. Yeah. What... What's more powerful? A play without song or a play with song? I mean, I don't know. For me, it's, like, hard to say because I've definitely read um, a, a lot of plays or, or a few plays that, that stick with me. Like, one... Um, is a called uh, that comes to mind is a lie of the mind by Sam Shepard. Okay. And um, it's it's a it's a show about um, the the inside of someone's mind and how it plays tricks on you. Oh, okay. And into believing that you're maybe somebody that you that you aren't cool. or that someone that you are. Interesting. And so yeah, it was a really cool concept. And that's you know that's a show that's a straight what they call like a straight acting show. And so right. has no music really at all, just text. And I connected to that text. Right. So. Um, it depends. It depends on like the situation because if the if I hear a song and I'm you know I connect to the music, but you know I may not connect to the lyrics as much, you know, then we're talking about a different. Interesting. We're talking about a different answer, you know. Right, right. I'm just trying to think because um, I've seen both. I've, I've act. I've I've been part of both, and. I, you know, I guess it's interesting. I mean, it's like, I, the obvious answer is it's how it's done. If it's done right, it's going to be powerful. If it's not done right, it's not going to be that good. I guess the pro I guess my thing is like, um, uh, when, when you have a cast that's trying to like sing their heart out and they're going hard with the singing, it's like if the singing's off, then a lot of the play is going to fall apart, I guess. But if it's, if it's spoken, it'll fall apart less easily. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm I mean, to yeah. I, I mean, I, I really, I really think that that just depends on the the, the company that is performing right. the material. Because if they have a bunch of singers that can carry like the music and the weight of the message, then yes. you have got a perfect combination for right. an amazing show. Right. Like, but if any of that lacks, and it's a musical, if you're you know off key in a musical, yeah. like obviously that is never going to work. Did you see Ryan Gosling in the new movie in the in La La Land? No. I didn't I'm, see it. I didn't see it either. I have not seen it. I want to see it. I kind of want to see it. I'm excited it. about it. Apparently, it's the shit. Apparently, it's awesome. I heard it was great. But I what? But some, like, well, like, Ryan other... can't sing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure they, like, edited the shit out of, like, what he did. I, I yeah. think it's very smoothed out and it sounds good, but, like, I don't know if that's really Ryan singing. I don't know mm -hmm. what the deal is, but I think it would be cool to. There hasn't been many movies that have been made, like, into music and musical movies that have Very you know, true. Very true. Could be cool. Could be worth a could be worth a watch. 
Yeah, Emma Stone's hot as fuck too. Emma That's Stone, a side note. Emma Stone is is Bay. She gives me an Emma Stone. Um. Yes. Anyway, so we're sipping on some Henny right now. We're drinking on some brews. All right, mm. we're blazing on some trees, and uh, just trying to just trying to get the basic facts out from uh, my friend's life here, so that people can get an idea of why he makes the music that he makes and where he's going. All right, because the thing about a lot of artists is that. There are a lot of people who try to make their art work and it doesn't work. And oftentimes it's because they put too, they put, they don't put enough attention to like their like main art form. You know what I mean? But then there's like another kind of artist who has been able to make things work and it anchors the next art form. And like, that's kind of where you fall in. Like you fall into this space where you've, you've had a, you've had a history and you've had a childhood that was connected to art. Was connected to the choir, was connected to tab, was connected to being on stage and doing plays. And now, now that you're a grown man, you've, you've just now taken the leap of going straight into music, except for, you know, and putting everything else aside. And not only is it working, but people are responding and people are loving the music and it's quality music. It's not like you were so much better at acting than you were at music. It's like, it's like you're, you just put a lot of time into what you do. Um, talk to me about, talk to me about how you practice. For anything you do like in the past how you practice for going on stage I know that like uh, you would come over here sometimes and you would have like uh, the tea kettle and you'd be like soothing your voice and getting warmed up but for Even just approaching like making an album that you're working on right now. Like how do you practice for that? Um, I keep the tools in my toolbox sharpened Hell like, yeah, I I really you know I'm I'm in the in the process of learning a lesson, and I feel like I'm doing a, a much better job at it of uh, taking care of myself. Okay. Um, which I think informs everything else that I do. It sets me up for my entire day. So I've been practicing more mindfulness, right? And you know, a more focused uh, mindset because that is that is what you need to see a project through. Yes. As I'm in the middle of a project. You know, it's really hard because they're, you know, when your own, when you're your own everything, you have a lot of different hats that you're wearing and a lot of different um, tasks that need to get done. But if you just bite off a little bit of it every day and, you know, don't make an excuse as to why you couldn't uh, go over the song of yours or, right. you know, write an extra lyric or, right. you know, whatever that might be. Like, I don't ever want that to be an excuse for me. Uh, so each day I do something. I sing every day. Like when I get the chance, I get I sing. I write us. I write a lyric. I write a song lyric every day, every single day. Okay. So, so so okay. So in order to not get rusty and to be able to write songs at your will, you make sure that you write at least a line a day, so that you kind of get and you at least touch it for the day. You show up. You show up. What which is what I would call it. Like, for me. When it comes to writing, like my, my whole life has just been like one terrible experiment of like how I can manage my mind, you know what I mean? And for me, it's basically the same thing. Like if I show up, if I at least show up to the notebook, whether I write one line or I, or I just sit there for like four to five hours and like I'm just thinking of songs or I'm, you know, that's probably the most important part for me as well. Um, so, so when it comes to maintaining the mind and being mindful as a means to stay sharp, what specific things do you do to 
keep your mind in check and to keep your mind clear or to keep your energy up? Um, I like to read. Okay. Um, nice. I do a lot of, I do a lot of, um, uh, articles online as well too. Like, uh, I have a lot of different, I love reading the, uh, like pop culture magazines, you know, like right. I'm trying to think of a few off the top of my head. Uh, wired, wire, like I think vibe, like, right. you know, just like complex, like different things like that. So I stay informed about what's going on gotcha. in the music world. But then I also love listening to, uh, NPR. Like I love listening to current events and what's going on in the world. Gotcha. Um, I think in order to stay growing in your in your art form, you have to stay learning. Like you have yes. to always be learning. Yes. So I don't know. I practice by learning and not and, and telling myself that I don't know everything and telling myself that there's more there's more growth. I hear so many dope artists out there every day that inspire me to just work a little bit harder on like what I'm doing. You listen to a lot of new music when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking about it for myself because I, sometimes I like get into a mood where I want to listen to new music yeah. and then sometimes I'm like, so like against it just because I'm like against it and I'm in my little rapper mind. But like, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I find that when I when I listen to new music and it hits the right place and it's actually good, I'm like, I get really inspired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I think, too, as good as, like, you know, sometimes, you know, there's so much, I mean, there is so much new music coming out. There's so many right. artists out there. And it's like, how do you decipher, like, what from what, you know? Right. But you really just, like, sometimes I get in the mood where, like, okay, I just want to listen to, like, my old school jams or like whatever, right. you know, I don't want to like listen to anything current. Um, and that's why you have like the save, like the save features on the streaming app. So you can yeah. like save it and come back later. Yep. And inevitably, like I go on my app and those you know, like new albums are the first things that I see. And I'm like, bad. <laughs> I, I gotta listen to right, this shit. Like, right, right, I have right. to listen to this. Like they're there waiting for you. Yeah, they are. And it's like, you know, I don't, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, like, there's no, like, timeline to it, but, you know, I kind of get to it when I get to it, but I try to expand my mind. It's it's good for my mind. I think I have to remember that, that it's, that it's really good, you know? I mean, right. you want, you want to, you want to be able to, like, at least have an opinion about the things in the world and then pick and choose, like, the good stuff that you want to put, you know, inside right. of you. Right, I so mean. So it's like, that's why I have to keep listening to the new stuff. Yeah, and especially, like, I mean, when you're entering... When you're entering any industry, like, you should know, like, you know, I mean, even if you don't view things as competition and you're your own competition, like, you need to know who else is doing what else they're doing and, like, what other sounds are out there. That way you don't sound like them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I think I said it on Ebb and Flow podcast number one, but, like, one of the quotes that, like, I think about all the fucking time is, like, you're going to sound more like Shakespeare if you never read Shakespeare. And that, like, boggled my mind for a couple years, but, like, it's the truest fucking statement of all time, dude. And, like, you know, you need to know, you need to, you need to study. You need to study. Study, um, study, study. Study the people who are out now and the people that came before you. Yeah. So that way you have, a, like, a clearer direction. Yeah. And you have your, and you'll be able to build your own voice yeah. through it. Yeah. Um, so, so, something happened recently. Mm -hmm. recently an opportunity was presented to you yeah, and you yeah. took it and you went in strides. So talk to the people a little bit about what happened with 
No Name Gypsy, AKA now known as No Name. The great music that she makes, she was able to go on a national tour with a couple dates in Canada. Mm-hmm. And you've known No Name for a couple years. And so you had a chance to go on the tour. Yeah. How did it go? What, what happened? Cause I already know what happened, but tell the people what happened. I was already contracted or set to do uh, her two show days in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was singing background with, uh, it was me, this girl named Sophie, and then uh, my brother Teddy. And so we all uh, got invited to sing background by No Name and Akenya. Okay. And so Kenya is the musical director. I have closer ties to Kenya. Kenya was on the Freak Flag record. And she invited us all over. We had literally, we're on her couch. We're learning our parts day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we actually ended up having a short timeline to learn about 19 or 20 songs or a little bit over 20. And They were all, um, they were all no-name songs? They were all no-name songs. They were um, uh, solo records or features. But Kenya had arranged the show in such a way that, like, you know, each song would be introduced. So she, like, gotcha. literally went through No Name's entire catalog of music. So... By creating, like, a, you know, music around this, this show. How many projects does No Name have? She only has one project. But one, she has, like, official project, but she has, like, a ton of, like, songs with, like, other people and stuff that, like, aren't necessarily... Yeah, that are also big. Right, And okay. so... Uh, you know, it was a Kenya's job to like literally tie all of those songs in musically, see how they fit together, and like gotcha. organize them. How'd she do? Like, how, so like, I think she did a great job. I think that every single night, the the audience was crazy, dope, and uh, like very receptive to the message that is no name, which I think is like one of love and support and also honesty, and of and for the people. Right. So. Um, but yeah, you know, I honestly was like doing, I was doing rehearsals, uh, me and the background singers after the first night of rehearsal, um, with no name decided to go to this taco spot and it was like 24 hours or whatever. And we sat in there and we went over our parts and went over our parts. And I just said to somebody, I was like, wow, like in about four hours, I have to get up and go to work. I have a shift. And <laughs> I'm like, I have to work from like and you, 8 to 4.30. And, and, and I was you were like, like, you know what? I quit. I was like, well, <laughs> well, it slowly, it like gradually came. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is not what I want to do. And I was like, I want to go on tour with him. The background singer supported me in, in wanting this to happen. But they were not sure because the tour was going to be happening that week. Like Friday, they were leaving. This was like a Monday. Yeah. And a tour takes a lot of planning. Yeah. You know, it takes a crap ton of planning. So... Between Monday and Friday, I managed to go into work, um, tell them that this might be happening, talk to a Kenya. Um, she told me that it could be possible, but she wasn't sure. And then I think the next night, uh, I got a call from No Name, and she was like, hey, like I heard that you were interested in coming on tour with us. And, um, you know, she kind of like asked me, you know, if this is something that I really wanted to do and why. And I told her that I love her message and what her music stands for. Right. So like, so and, like, so like, you were yeah. like acquainted with No Name prior to this. You you had known her. You would like yeah, know her around the yeah. city, but you weren't like best friends with her. Like right. you talk about everything from open mic nights at Harold Washington Library. So it was kind of a leap of faith on her part to take you on. Yeah. Well, she kind of knew me. Her her thing was she, you know, she definitely didn't. She knew that she would have a better time going on tour with people that she was at least familiar with. Right. 
as right. opposed to you know getting people like that she just, just met, like hiring you know? people yeah yeah you don't want to so, hire somebody and then go on a road trip with them for 10 hours or way more than 10 hours way more than 10 hours <laughs> i just oh gave it but but i'm just saying like even 10 but like, even 10 10 with somebody that you don't like is some shit okay <laughs> i know mm-hmm. from experience um so okay so so talk to me all right like just rewind for a second Let's, so prior to the tour how many times had you performed your music? Prior to the tour, I performed my music a handful of times. I would say maybe like five to ten times. About five Not a ten. lot. Not a lot. I mean, I've done like little like featured performances with friends of mine, but my right. own. Right. Actually, less than ten. Like I would say less maybe like five or six. Less than ten. And you hadn't yet released the album. And you're, and you're playing to release right, the album now. Yeah, it's still not released, yeah. Okay. But you do have a few songs out. Mm-hmm. All right. And one of them named Freak Flag, which you can download on SoundCloud. And iTunes. And, and iTunes. And, and Spotify. Everywhere. And everywhere else. <laughs> Watch the video as well. It's on YouTube. It's on yes. YouTube. There's going to be a link below. Check the link below. All right. Um, Freak Flag, I would say, is like the biggest song that you've made thus far. Um, just, just based upon the reach that it's, that it's gotten and the response that it's gotten. Um, let's, let's get into the craft of an individual song. How do you know how serious to take the songs that you make? Like, because I'm sure, because like, like me, we make a lot of songs. We go through songs, some songs we end up making and we take seriously and we put a lot of money into it. Some songs we don't. So like, why did you go, why did you take Free Flag seriously and why did you make a video for it? Um, Freak Flag was a very personal song to me. I always knew that I had to write a song like Freak Flag, but I never wanted to, like, face the reality of it. Okay. And, you know, like you asked me before, you asked me, like, what did I respond to first? Like, lyrics or sound? I I responded to sound first, and sound has always, like, carried me, like, throughout my life. Gotcha. So when I went into the studio and I heard Teddy playing this 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 beat and he's cooking up this beat i heard something about it that sounded like very anthemic right and and instantly i was like you know like i know that like you know if i'm gonna write anything to this it has to make a statement gotcha and so i just decided that day on that day i was gonna dig down deep and like talk about some things that were bothering me right you know like you know sexuality and and family and uh, self-love and individuality if you could give him one in one line what what the motive of this what what the main message of the song is what would you say it is the message of the song is to to own who you are right owning who you are even if you're a freak even if people other people label you a freak you know what i mean own that you even know if I mean? even Fuck if them. even if you are even if you are a little bit different i feel like everybody's a little bit different but there are some people that are just more willing or like they can't hold back who they really are. Like right. on, there's some people that are breaking through and they're, you know, and they're, everybody else is just like, kind of like sitting around watching them. Right. You know, right. It's my hope. Cause I know that there are still other people out there. It's my hope that people will see my, like, you know, my courage in, in doing the things that I want to do and chasing my own dreams, that they do the same things right. for themselves, for their dreams. Hell yeah. That's my, my hope what was the process like of writing the song did you write it um in one day did it 
How did, how did, how did it come about? I wrote the song in one day and most of my songs, I write them in one day because, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. The way that I write sometimes is completely, like I was telling you, like by music. Right. I let the music sort of dictate the topic that I'm going to be speaking about. Gotcha. I listen to like how harsh it may sound or how bright it sounds. Are and we talking about are, are, are we talking about when, when when you say you let the music dictate? Are you saying you let the instrumental that you're the writing to dictate? The instrumental that I'm okay. writing to, or the gotcha. beats, yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. all of that stuff, or the live gotcha. music, I let that carry me. Gotcha. And so, um, you, you're talking about like my song process, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I would and that specific song, yeah. Oh, in that specific song, so I would, you know, so I heard the, you know, the music, and then. I immediately knew, like, there was something on my heart. Like You knew the topic. I knew the topic right, right away. You, you got as the topic soon right. as I heard the music, right. I heard the topic. That happens for me, definitely. And that happens, right, and that, that happens a lot because most of the time, like, I, I'm different now, but I would never speak on, like, how I would feel. On these fully. topics. I never speak on them, so then they all okay. come out right. very, like, like, boom, like that because right. I, they're just, they're sitting there waiting. So why would you feel comfortable to go with those topics I didn't. on that song. I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable doing that, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, in that moment, but, I really but, didn't. But why'd you do it then? If you can pinpoint, you may not be able to answer it, but yeah. it's like, there, there, there have been songs that I've written where it's like, like I can still like remember some of the verses that I've written mm -hmm. that are like my favorite verses, and I remember where I was when I wrote them and like what that felt like and like what that was like. Um, and it's just interesting to me that, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, we made a song together about the people in our lives that have passed away. And that was like a weird song for me to make because I was talking about like my grandfather and he hadn't even passed away yet, but I'm talking about him like he had passed away. Like it was, it was, it was a weird song, but like I had always tried to touch topics like that and I never was able to until I met you and until like we got into that song and it was like, okay, like here's somebody else who has a equally traumatizing experience and we can, we're like, we're on the same playing field, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like that, that gave me more permission. So like, did it have to do with Teddy? Did it have to do with the beat? Or like, did you just feel like things maybe were happening in America at that point and you were like, fuck it. Like, I don't care if people know the side of me now. Like, I'm, just I'm very, I was very comfortable in the space that I was recording in. Oh, okay. And also I think Teddy gave me some encouragement and you know, oftentimes when I would start, I, when, when, I would, when I would write, when I would start to do this sort of like sing rappy thing that I do, right. um, I never took myself serious. So I would never be able to like delve as deep. But Teddy kept telling me like, if it comes out as a rap or if it comes out a little bit more rhythmic, just like go with it. You know, don't like hold back on that because you might mess around and miss something. So, you know, he again probably like reminded me that day and I'm pretty sure I was just like, yeah, like... Let's do this, you know? Okay. And so I actually recorded it once and, you know, it was cool. And I knew that, it, you know, we both kept saying like, wow, it's like missing something. It's missing something or whatever. And I was, Teddy was like, you should put a Kenya on it. Uh, Cause like a Kenya also identifies with the LGBTQIA uh, community. God, now there's an IA? There's an IA. Jesus Christ. Yes. The Q yeah. is, the, the, the Q is everything, whatever. But it's the Fuck allies it. too. Okay. Um, it's long. It's very long. <laughs> and then... So, so wait a minute. So, so, let me just get this right. So, you hear the beat, 
Teddy's making it for like fucking himself, probably. You hear the beat, you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna hop on this. Because that's just like, you just, you get that brotherly love and you're able to do shit like that. And like, that's, that's dope as fuck. So like, so Teddy's like, so like, so like you start writing the song. Do you write the song from start to finish? Do you write the hook first? How does that work? It, for, I mean, for that song. Uh, for that now. song, I wrote the hook first. Okay. Because. Interesting. I knew, I, I recognized that it was anthemic. Right. So, so then, which like led me to the hook. The yeah. And then that led me to the rest of everything else. Yeah. Got you. I don't tip, I mean, it that changes. Yeah, it changes depending on the song. But right. for this particular song, I definitely wrote the chorus first. So you write the chorus, and then you wrote the verse. Yeah. And then Teddy says, you should throw a Kenya on this. You hit up a Kenya. Yeah. A Kenya hops on it in the same day? No, that took, <laughs> when he told me that a Kenya should be on it, I went away with that and like did nothing with that information for months. Really? Yeah. So this, this song was recorded for like a, this song was recorded for a really long time, like a really, really long time. So did you hesitate on releasing it or was yes. it just, you just had other shit? Okay. I definitely hesitated definitely on, on releasing, releasing it. it. Okay. Um, I think, I think, uh, like I ended up like contacting her so many months later afterwards and I had just sent her what we had recorded at first mm -hmm. and she was like, wow, that is dope. Like, nice. and she's like, why haven't you like, let me hear this. Like, this is, I don't even think Akenya knew how serious I was about music at that point. Like, gotcha. I don't even think I was telling people, right. you know? So she heard it and she came over to the studio. I drove us and we were in the studio and she sang on the, on the chorus and did ad libs and literally just slayed completely like up the song a notch yeah and i went definitely. in and i was doing you know i had to do teddy had recommended that i do the the verses over okay because so, i was in a different so, space so hold up so so you were you had the recording you waited two months until a kenya came for the recording session and then you were like fuck it i gotta do these over again several months not two but like okay was, true, true. yeah yeah it was like six months or something but uh -huh. yes so she came over it yeah and then that's when we recorded over the process. <laughs> Note the process. <laughs> if it's timeless, it's timeless. But just because the recording sounded good in that moment over there, doesn't mean it has to be that way. Doesn't mean it's officially done yet. It's done when you feel it's done. There are no deadlines to this shit. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, but that's very true. And, um, no, but she came over and then I was, you know, Teddy said to redo the verses so I was like, all right, here we go. And I did it. And I ended up tapping into something. I, mm -hmm. was, I was ready to talk about that song. I right. was like ready to like be free and not care what anybody else thought of me. And I feel like, I don't know, like it, it was just a moment where like I met the meaning of the song. Yes. Like I was yes. truthful in the song. And um, yes. You know, that's why you can hear in the second verse, um, it sounds like I'm like maybe crying or something like that. It's like at the end and I get a little choked up and it sounds like right. a little hiccup. That's actually me crying. And I Kenya, I remember, so I finished and we finished the whole song. I did like even extra ad-libs at the end and we stopped the song and the Kenya was like, oh my God, like what? Like I've never seen you like that ever. And... It was a, it was a, like, it was a great moment for us that we, that we shared together because yeah. it showed, 
you know, even people that were close to me, like a Kenya and Teddy at that time, like how serious I like knew I was, thought I was. Right. Maybe had been pretending to be. You leveled up. You know, you leveled up in that moment. Like took it serious, you know. Yeah, dude. And I was like, yeah, this is like, this is me, and I'm like, this is it. And it really, really gave way for some like fresh, like a fresh sound or something like that. And it really helped me to define my sound. Right. So. That's why, like, you know, like no matter what whether you're an artist or not, like I, I encourage people to at least like write down their thoughts or to like write down like a vision of like what they like want to be because it's like the power of not, it's like words combined with music, dude, it just makes, it just makes something so powerful that can just shift. It can shift you because it can shift your emotions and then it can shift your mind and it can, it can shift the fuck out of you. And it's like, you understand that, I understand that. And, but like, like the power, of, the power of the song you made, like it helped you understand more who you were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's, that gift is available for everyone. Like everyone can realize that gift if they just like allow their, their imagination to like flow. And I, you know, it happens differently for everyone, but it's like, ultimately, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm more on the side of it comes down to the words. I think the words like unlock something in you, but at the same time, like if it were not paired with music, you may not, you wouldn't have made those words. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it had to have happened that way. And it's, um, you know, I, you know, I just, I hope it's the first of many songs for you that continue to like help you grow because like, that's, that, that's like my fucking favorite part about like me rapping is like, not only does it like make more confidence in me and like, I get to like step into like my like ultimate self and speak my piece, but it's like I stumble upon shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll be writing a verse and like it gets taken a certain way, and I'm like, "Fuck it, let's follow it." Like, all right, like go. And then it's like, all right, like I didn't know that like I had that perspective, or like or like I didn't know that I had that in me, or like it just shows you something about yourself. Um, talk to me about. Talk to me about your influences. Who, who, whose music has shifted your world and like blown your fucking mind, you know? Wow, a few people. I mean, just to like pay my respects, I feel like Luther Vandross like really inspired Woo! me. Um, there's this group um, that my dad used to love and I actually used to give my, my dad a hard time and I used to call him uh, uh, a lame for listening to old music. I used to be like, you lame, you lame. And we used to go at it and stuff. And um, uh, so they were called Kindred Soul. And they would, uh, they would like do a, okay. they were like kind of like indie soul, not indie soul, but like, I forget what you call that category. But anyway, yeah, they were like very soulful in like, in, in a really great group now. Now I know that. But, um, them, um, music soul child for his oh yeah delivery and his artistry and his lyricism oh yeah um uh, Usher for his suaveness um like dude Usher's like I don't know if Usher, like Usher's like underrated at this point I don't know like what happened I don't I feel like 
I don't know, like, but like, he's still like the greatest. There's some like, people, I feel like there's some people you could just be like, you know, you can tell people, oh, wow, like, there is, there's no, like, no one's magical. Like, Usher is a magical dude, being. in the game over 20 years, <gasps> constant hits, just constant hits, like, constant yeah. kinds of collaborations. And, like, I, and also, like, constant is also, like, I would also say consistent, because, like, that's what you need to have like longevity in the music business and you have to have the drive and you have to keep that love like fresh, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's gone through, I know a little bit about, you know, I read like a little, a few things I hear or whatever, but it seems like he's gone through a little bit in his life or a lot in his life mm -hmm. and like he's still doing it because it's like, he loves it. You can tell, yeah. like that's what it is that some people just can't touch. It's the, like, I feel like he has that he has realized like what he is here to do yes and has, like really stepped into that yeah dude i mean like he tells like like in the master class i'm taking like the master class like he tells like his whole life story and it's just like fucking yeah dude he's built for this he's so about it like he doesn't he's giving me like mad game and like mad tips <laughs> on just how to perform and like everything he does is very coordinated on stage and uh He's crazy with it. That's dope. Fucking does that. Always does that shit. Um, and I'm trying to think about who else. Okay, and so like nowadays, I mean, I've been itching to say this name, but like Frank Ocean. Yeah. Frank Ocean, like his courageousness <laughs> catapulted me into like I don't know, just this. I don't know this great into this great way to be right like I don't right. know I feel right. like he he I don't know he's never like he's he just puts it out there he puts it out there for you and right. like right. you know he right. may also do some things that I love and also that I'm just like Frank but he likes to like <laughs> I feel like he won't he'll he'll like want you to like decode stuff sometimes too like right. depending he on like he how makes you work he for it a little bit sometimes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is nice because they may thing. be like memories like specific to him. Yeah. So you really, you know, I, I actually like will look up his his lyrics and follow along. Yeah. And, you know, try and really understand like, you know, what it is he's meaning. And like, I seriously. When I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I seriously thank him for that. And I also thank him for the the rejection of, of song form. Because. Yeah. He's got, he's got well, yeah. It's like He's got unique structures. He does he does him. And and he is really like I, I think that like helped take my songwriting to another level, just like listening to him and like hearing an artist like like him and also being like you know, like black like me. Like it was like something about both right. of those things where it was like, wow, like you mean like somebody else can like literally have a different sound and it can be like all these different things. It can be like rock and it can be like soul and like electronic and like and that's okay right you know like yeah it's just it was just like it was it was just really dope so he he definitely inspires me um to be myself and to you know create like make my own rules you know how how yeah. if on a, on a on a scale of one to ten how highly would you um 
like rate the importance of people to look up to in your life? I think it's important because oftentimes those people that you look up to in your life are also like offering you support and support is something that you need not only in this music industry but like in life uh you know even if you say that you are strong you know we we all absolutely at the end of the day need somebody right you know a kind word a kind gesture or like a person to see you know all of that is is you know is very important so yeah like 10 word 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 so um hold on i'm just gonna grind up this weed i know it's gonna like make a lot of noise <laughs> it's gonna be like loud as fuck i'm gonna compress this part better <laughs> in, the, in the audio portion the people a little bit about so you're working on an LP yes so far you have no official albums released under your name correct I have an EP you have the EP out yeah I have an EP that's out okay where can people find that you can find that on your website I'll let you know where you can find that <laughs> at a later time. It's a time of about... SoundCloud? No. You took it down? Yeah. But yeah. so right now you just have Freak Flag out? Is that the only song? I have Freak Flag out, I have Troopers out. Oh you got Troopers out? Yeah, and I have some like other like covers on SoundCloud. Right. Okay. Uh, and yeah. we're and we're about to drop a song. It's coming soon. Yes. Okay. So Which by the way, so just just real quick, me and my homie here had a really fire album that we put together um but because of conflicting schedules and stuff and money that had to get allocated elsewhere in both of our careers it's coming a little bit later than expected but we got a song coming and it's for you know it's for the people that are out there trying to uh trying to get freaky you know what i mean they're trying to get oh. a little bit uh a little bit jiggy you know what i mean they're trying to uh Trying to make these hoes wet in the front row. Let's just let's just cut to the chase. Uh -huh. And um, you know, so that's so that's coming soon. But probably prior to that, my man's got the LP coming, and it's looking like the end of June. You know, like production and stuff. Yeah, like around that time, I I hope to be done. I've I've recorded. Are you a gonna lot. drop another single? I've recorded the album a lot, uh, or a lot of the album. Uh, yes, I am going to drop another single. Okay. Um. The fans are waiting. You know. All right. Yeah. I see them now. Like yeah. now they're on Twitter and they're and they're they're coming for you now. Yeah. They're waiting on it. Yeah. I'm waiting on it. So <laughs> there will be another one um, very soon. It's just about you know picking that out and you know that's what I'm doing uh, right now. I just got back from tour and so I'm just like right now I am focusing refocusing. Gotta get myself. back on the main grind. Uh, even though while I was on tour. <laughs> not to my own horn, but I was definitely the first person up every day. Um, Dude, no, I mean, one of the last I... people to go to sleep because I was, I was do, I was like, I was working while I was on tour, so I didn't even sleep. So it's like, yeah. 
now I'm like and you gain a lot of new fans yeah it was yeah it was really awesome it was really awesome I got to like be connected to a lot of like really cool you went to my fucking hometown and performed I did and people said it was cream there were there were there were some fans they were you know awesome so so awesome so what is the inspiration with the next with the next well with with the official first LP um the inspiration for the album is growth is it an extension of the EP is it an, is it in any way related to the EP that you previously released in a way in a in a way yeah the fir- the first one that I that I released is called Chanson du Coeur which is like songs of the heart and it's like a very very shittily recorded five track thing um <laughs> because it was like in my friend's dorm room it's gotta happen though um, dude. you know what i'm saying but i love it for what it is like it's just not like not mixed well and, and mastered and i think when you know when i can i will have that happen yeah and it, it makes a huge difference yeah you know and so uh yeah um i think i'm sorry what was the question <laughs> you're high as hell but your team I mean, your team's in place. You're working on it. It's coming soon. Is the point? Yes, yes. And it's the, the and the point of the point of the album. You said growth. Is is growth? It's gotcha. called it's called redirected, and it's a play on, um. This thing that would happen when I was in college called redirection, where I was a musical theater major, mm-hmm. and if they felt if the faculty felt in any way that you were underperforming or not moving as fast <laughs> enough, like fast enough. They would redirect they yourself would redirect to, you. a new, to a new major. They were like often redirect you, like not out of theater completely, but you would be you'd be a, what they call like a a backup BA kinda. theater, like Bachelor of Arts instead of like Bachelor of Fine Arts, you know. So there was this BFA versus Damn. BA thing, and so I'm a BA. there was honestly like you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. There was this <laughs> there was this whole like complex of like i am a bfa which therefore makes me better or like there was something that we were doing to ourselves that we you know we put these weights and these pressures on ourselves gotcha you know what i'm saying um and i decided you know long story short like through that to never let that those two letters define me and so i was able to still be cast in shows i was able to like go to showcase after school with like all the bfa like majors and shit okay so it was like you know pretty cool so like there's a play on that in the album a little bit not too much gotcha cool um but so it, a little know, bit of the past that's where the name comes from gotcha solely and uh then how, the how many tracks are you thinking uh between 10 and 12 10 or 12 okay um right now uh it's looking like more, it's looking more like 10 sweet um it's funny because I had a listening party a few months ago, and like you know, things have been. I'm ready to share at some point. As far as the production on it, what's it looking like? Like who? Yeah, like uh, who's 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 been, who's been contributing to the beats? Uh, so uh, Teddy Jackson, of course. Okay. Um. Uh, then there is uh, a friend of mine named Derek Allen who works out of the. Uh, Wait, uh, Jackson? That dude I saw on stage with Chance at the ESPYs? Yes. That guy. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure. Yes. And the guy that I saw, you know, in, the, in that picture with Jay Z. Yes. Oh, okay. He's out here meeting Hope. Okay. <laughs> and and then <laughs> there's sure. uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Derek Derek works for the Chicago Recording Company, CRC. That's what it's called. Okay. So he does that like part time, and is like uh, I met him through a fraternity brother, and then um. And then who else is uh, there's 
this this guy I met, uh, DB Flock, um, and uh, I'm trying to think—is there somebody else on it? Hopefully, some other people. You know, I'm I'm hoping to have a few like other names um, if they will have me, and we're working on that. But those—that's that's who's who's on it right now. Sweet. So I'm really excited about that, and that um, that these people. Or a handful of them, or at least half of them, are from Chicago, which is nice. So, yes. And by the way, speaking of people that are coming out of Chicago that have talent, just saw the uh, XXL freshman list for the cover, and no names on it. Vote for no name if you're seeing this right now. Um, you know, or Smino, or just anybody else from the shy, support Chicago because we're 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 apparently the only ones on the list that don't fucking suck. Um, <laughs> whack MCs need to fucking quit. That's just my opinion. You don't have to agree with me, but uh, they need to stop. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about. <laughs> <laughs> let's Joey. let's let's light this up and talk a little bit more about craft. Craft. Yeah. Craft. I'm gonna talk about craft. You got the letter? You you did steal the letter. Where is it? Oh, oh there it is. Yep. Um. When? What was the first song that you wrote? That, or rather, yeah. Yeah, what was the first time you ever wrote a song, and why did you write that song? The first time I ever wrote a song? Yeah. Um, okay, so the first time that I ever wrote a song was when my mom got me this journal from this book fair. And it was called The Guide to Songwriting. And inside of this book, there were different prompts to help you you know, become a songwriter, like, you know, to help, like, different exercises, like, right. write about a happy time in your life, or it's your birthday, like, write a song, I don't know, it would just be, like, guided things, and so there was one that was uh, saying, write a song about tragedy, and there had recently been the 9-11 uh, bombings and stuff, you know. Did you hear that? He said bombings. Okay? Uh-oh. Because remember Tower 7. Never forget. Uh-oh. Never forget. Uh-oh. It was a setup. Fuck you, Bush. Uh-oh. I actually might have just slipped that off. <laughs> I slipped that out because my uncle made me um, watch this whole, like, other... It was like, a conspiracy. conspiracy-like there. thing. Right after... <laughs> I only watched, like, the first ten minutes. They weren't bombs. Like, Please right. stop. They were planes. They were planes. As far as I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, it's all in the past. Um, but no, I wrote this song about 9/11, and I wrote it from the perspective of um, a little girl or 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 child or boy um, in like a third world country, like okay. like feeling 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 like you know like they have no food, no water, no no whatever, no no no, no need no. to leave, okay. no need to like live or anything like that, like from a really like anguished place, right? And then I compared, I was comparing that feeling to uh, 9-11. Right. And like, I don't know. And how much worse they feel? No. On like, a daily like, basis? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, 
Wow, that came out completely wrong. No, I know, no, no, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just no, words. no. It really did, it did come out. It did come out wrong because like you were comparing and contrasting. Like like you felt like it was just as bad. Yeah. Right, but now that we're older, we know that it's probably worse for them. I mean that that's what I that's what I thought about back. That's what I thought back. Wow, that actually sounds really bad when you think about it. No, but like we're in the first world. I mean, we're yeah. The of the race. I guess I was just like. <laughs> No, it wasn't even. I don't know. I think. I think not. I think it was. It had nothing. The song had nothing to do with nine eleven. It just had to deal with uh, this third world country and like a child. You know, just like people not having, people not taking care of the world in general. Okay. But nine eleven affected like my. It was writing. the motivation. It was the motivation for the writing. Gotcha, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it was like the words were like. Uh, looking out the window, what do I see? A bunch of. Mm. It was looking out the window, what do I see? A bunch of thousand faces looking at me. People have. <laughs> How do you fam- remember that? People have families all over the world. Lots of thousand boys and lots of girls. We are the people of this world, and nothing can destroy that. We are the people of this world. Who are they gonna destroy next? Ooh. And that's what I literally Ooh. like wrote. When did you write that? I wrote that in the fourth grade. Fourth grade. Nice. And I was like, just... I remember something very similar happening to me. I mean, you know, it's... It's pretty... You know, I, I was surrounded by these things. You know, like, po- like current events were something, like, around that time that we couldn't get away from. You know, because it was, like, on TV and stuff, you know. And, like, media was, like, really, like, starting back then, I feel like. So... Yep. It was like I really couldn't get away from it, and yeah, it just that that song came at a really great time. That was a great journal. I forget even like if that was the real name of it, the guide to songwriting, because like it's a book that I would definitely love to have again. It was at the Scholastic Book Fair, so I don't know, dude. I feel like education's actually gotten worse in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. I think teachers maybe have maybe have gotten better. I think teachers may be better. But like the education I think has just gotten actually worse. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking You 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 are almost better being homeschooled in a way. And like you know, like having designated time for you to like read and like go through all of these subjects. Yeah, but what would that do to your social life? Well, then you'd have to you have know what I mean? curricular activities. Like, right, but like, yeah, I get, yeah, I know, but it's just like. Because there are people that do that. I did know some people who, like, their parents like were focused on the social as well as the. As well as that's, the, that's, uh, that's academic. really good. I mean. Yeah. So they took dance and they were in the plays and shit. Right. Yeah. 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 That and would be a good. Idea. Homeschool. Yeah. That would be good. It can work. I mean, it's definitely different. It's like not the. It's definitely not my first choice. Like I, I don't want to have to like say that. You know, I just want. The, I just want it to get better. Obviously, but it's yeah. gonna take. You know, time and and people like, understanding. There was a little like, kid who thought know. that MLK freed the slaves. I don't like. How does that? I don't even. How does that happen? I don't. What's going on there? I don't know. What does that say? <laughs> like, like, what is that? I don't know. Like, fuck. Like, yeah, that's pretty. People are teaching the wrong. Like, I don't know. Like, fuck. I don't know. 
Is that like a bad article? Like, shit. The internet confuses things. Like, it makes it easier to find facts. I get, you know, it, it, you can get data so easily, but you can also get wrong data so so easily. I think that, and I think it also makes it easier to like judge because you're seeing it instead of understanding right because you're judging maybe a situation or like a scene or a moment it's a clip person's life right without knowing anything else about that person right but 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 you could even get a clip of somebody's life in person and that would be better than you just getting the clip of it and you digesting whatever happened in your own mind and only your mind rather than like mm. with someone else around. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why it's like the people that I grew up around, dude, like a lot of them are still in Pennsylvania and I just like live. I mean, if you're going to live in Pennsylvania or wherever you grew up, fine. But like at least like move away from where you grew up and like see just like what other people are like. You know what I mean? Like, see what, like, a different place is like and, like, what it, what, what different people are like. It can teach you a lot about yourself and a lot about just how diverse just our country, like, our country is huge and it's diverse as fuck. And some people just stay where they grew up and they, and they stay in the same mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right about that. Nah, I mean. Yes, I do. Nah, I mean. Yeah. I know. So, where do you see yourself going in the next, you know, couple of years? Like, like I mean, where do you where do you want to end up? Um. So my goal or where I want to end up is, I like I I see myself writing songs. I see myself touring. I see myself. Uh, uh, speaking uh, to you know to kids to teenagers uh, and you know and and helping them you know realize uh, that writing is a tool you know and it is a it is a, a good way to deal with some of the problems that you may not be able to talk about you know it's I feel like writing could save a lot of like young adults you know so i would like to do that um i want to yeah just keep putting like good like music and love into the world and yeah you know and then if i meet frank ocean in between that (laughs) at some point like that's cool too but like so but like but like by the time you're done, like, I mean, I guess, are you trying to be the next Frank Ocean? Like, are you, are you, are you trying to be like a huge star? I'm not, definitely not trying to be a, like a next huge star. I'm just trying, I'm just being me. And if like, if the people feel that like, they want to follow me on this journey and like what I'm doing in my life, which is just living honestly as me and for me 100%. Like that's so cool. You know, you know, I know that obviously like my music is probably not going to be for everybody, but I'm like, I'm so excited at the people 
that have already like come aboard. Yeah. You know, and if if it was only for the for those people, I would still be happy. And um yeah, so if that comes, like that's cool and I guess we'll have to deal with that when that comes. But like um I feel like yeah, I just see myself like being out here and active in the community, like helping and not seeing our schools uh, uh, lose their art programs. You know, I think that is I think that is a terrible idea. Um, I think that through the arts is like the best way to harness like the best your best sense of self, because like so much about the arts is about being truthful and like just like letting it be i feel like and i think a lot of other professions or or things can like hinder you from that and like so having art in your life allows you to to like have both Mm -hmm. i don't know like it just i feel so much better going like if i had to go work a nine to five for whatever reason that i wouldn't lose myself completely because i wouldn't allow that to happen to me because i'm so connected with the art that's inside of me or and that's where my truth is so that's just yeah i don't know i hope that other people like see that and see that i actually care about you know creating a creating a like a safe place for you know all people to just like be free to talk about things without feeling like they have to like bite each other's heads off you know yeah i think we can all exist in a community and like still have discord because that's normal but we don't have to like have so much gun violence and like you know what i'm saying like like better decisions Mm -hmm. can be made if we're allowed to talk about them in open safe spaces yes so um i think that would just be really cool I think that'd be really cool. Would you ever... Would you ever act again? Would you be in a film? Yeah. If somebody I, presented the right screenplay? Yeah, I think I would. I, 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 I love acting, and I think that... Um, you know, I could be anxious to... To, you know, do a little something soon. I would uh-huh. hope that it would be TV. I, like, I love that, and I would love to delve into that. Um, you want to be in an episode? Yeah. Which show? Which show? Mm, if I could pick any show. Empire. Right well, I've been, <laughs> so I was a background on Empire. I think they got the back of my head in there. Nice. To be honest. So, oh, I yeah. mean, like, you know. What, you know which episode? It was, like, very early. I was, like, season one, episode four. Look for the back of his head Something in season like one. Yeah. Check for It's check not this that. hairstyle. It's not this, it's not that hairstyle. It's not this hairstyle. Okay. It's a little bit more tame. <laughs> And, um, damn. Yeah, I'm trying to think about what show that I'm watching right now that I'll be like, man, like, I would love to be in that show. I would have to say... Man, I've been watching The Leftovers. It's so funny. Man, if I could actually be a character on Shameless, that would be so dope. Like, they really, like, you know, like, that one line that they used to say about Degrassi? We go there. You know, like, they actually say that. No, I don't know anything about All right, either, so, either show, really. So, who who's ever hearing this? Like, whatever. You know, you say that. Degrassi always goes there. That's the show that Drake was on. Right. Yeah, I know. In the yeah. wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, they did some racy stuff on that show. And they, in in Shameless, the, the acting is so connected, is so 
it's so raw and I, I, I love it like I'm so addicted to it because it's like a real family with real problems it seems you know definitely what's it what's it about shameless is about this like poor mostly white family that lives on the south side of chicago and so there's um i forget the the actors names i'm so bad at names sometimes um but yeah, there's there's a family and like the mom and the mom and dad are strung out on drugs and drunks, so they left, you know, the responsibilities of the house to the oldest daughter, so she basically raised them and sacrificed a lot of her own uh, childhood for them. Gotcha. And so yeah, there's just like, you know, and then like everything that happens because of that, you know. But it's a good show. It's a good show. It's a good show. I definitely want to be on that show. I see. Ah, well, I'm stoned. Are you? I'm definitely stoned. Stoned as hell. And I'm a little bit buzzed. A little crunk up in here. Were you on your phone? Were you on Twitter? I got a text message. We're recording right now. The people are watching. The people are watching. The people are watching and they're, <laughs> they're listening. Watching. And they're going to hear this in the future. Until they're the end watching. of time. Until the end of time. So let them know what they need to know. What do they need to know, Demi? What do the fucking people need to know? Tell them. Uh, the or else I'm going to have to tell them. All right. Uh, the people need to know <laughs> that I am a dedicated individual to <laughs> my craft, and I love what I do, and I put love into the world, and I want to see everybody... Do better, shameless plug, but Ooh. also seriously, do better. Trooper, stand up. And yeah, no, I just, I, I really do. I just, I want to do my music. I love, you know, it's very, it's just very simple. I want, I want to see people follow their dreams as, you know, fearlessly as I like chase mine. You know, I want to keep being that example to show that like you can do it no matter where you come from um you know no matter what your disadvantages are you have to learn how to take them and make them into advantages that work for you and when you don't see the whole world is beating up on you uh you're you're able to see a little bit clearer and go down the path it's very simple like everything just will keep lining up and there'll be bumps on the way but you'll still have your your goal and your focus in mind you know so that's my headspace and that's why I, you know want people to know about me or um i'm a lot of fun i'm a cheap date if you want to buy me like some drinks or something because Jesus like Christ. after like two drinks like that's it for me um, <laughs> 
Uh, I'm trying to think if there's. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what else they need to know. We on the rise. Some shit is coming. Motherfuckers are not aware. They gonna be aware. All right. Sorry, I gotta get ratchet for a second. Gotta get ratchet. When my head starts going back and forth, that's how yes, you know that I'm ratchet like yes. this. I'll be doing this like this. Yes. All right, and, you know, a lot of talent in Chicago. It's coming strong. I hope, you know, the rap game knows it. I hope the R&B game knows it. Because there's a lot of talent here that does not rely on, you know, gimmicks or, you know, like, <laughs> no bullshit. A lot, of, a lot of truth coming from a lot, from a lot of artists around here. Um, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. No doubt. Thank and, you. And, um, you know, in the future, uh, you know, maybe, maybe many episodes down the line, you'll come back on again and we'll talk about other things. We'll talk about like politics and shit like that. And we'll yes. get into other subjects away from craft. Um, but this has been another edition of the Ebb and Flow podcast. Um, where can the people find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they get in contact with you? Uh, they can find me at Demi Truest on all social media. That's D-E-M-E and then Truest, like the Truest, um, everywhere, um, anywhere, find me. Okay. Yes. Word, word. I'll have his links posted up and, uh, you know, you can follow me at Kid Hartha. And check out KidHartha.com for the Twitch streams, uh, my alter ego, Max Inevitable. Um, you can check out the Ebb and Flow podcast, um, how-to series coming soon. And, uh, you know, stay focused. Stay focused. If there's, any, if there's any artists watching this, stay focused. You know what I mean? And if you're not focused and if you're having trouble staying focused, meditate. Because meditating will teach you how to focus more and easier and more quickly or quickly or however the fuck it said. Quick. I'm fucked up. I'm turned. <laughs> Ebb and flow. Episode three. Peace. Peace.